Heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and Game Master. Heroes, this week we are continuing the Our Traveling Home Adventure. In my intro last week, I forgot to mention that this system was inspired and mechanically influenced by Stewpot, Tales from a Fantasy Tavern, designed by Takuma Okada. And I'm super interested to check out that game after playing Our Traveling Home. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get to the show. So I'm last. I think my first question is, how did I find my way to the wizard and why did I decide to stay? I think we kind of already established a lot of that. I was definitely a little bit in shock after, you know, getting my revenge on Lament and just kind of wandered the wilds in shock until I happened across the home. And it was like, a well, it's either see if they'll let me stay here for the night or like sleep in the forest. And uh, yeah. One question that I have for that is, why are you hanging around? Like, because I, 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 I think you could walk away if you wanted to. Like, maybe you don't love being a shadow, but I can't do anything about that, right? I think it's it's because the only thing that Sorol knows how to do is teach children, and they would be terrifying to all children. Like, mm. Sable oh. is, like, the only child <laughs> that would not be terrified of them because they have that like terrifying shadowness to them. Ooh. Okay. And okay. like, I think they definitely were like fucked up a bit by, um, Oh, sorry if I'm not supposed to swear on air. There, no, but, you can uh, swear. You can swear. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely, a child. <laughs> it definitely like messed them up a bit when like the kids that they had been caring for and like been like a surrogate parent to like ran away from them screaming. So it's also like, okay, well the people here like accept me. And obviously no one anywhere else would do that. So then I have to stay here. Right. And we also have a lot that we could probably learn. So, I mean, there is a child here who is the, not afraid of you. So. Yeah. So it's, it's a combination of like, oh, well, no one else would accept me. So I can't go anywhere else. But then also like I can be useful here. They've always like made their way in the world by caring for people. And so they're like, oh, well, these people are a mess. So <laughs> I, I can care for them and then they will let me stay here. So I think that's where that is. My next question is, do I trust the demon? And then ask the demon how they knew they could trust you. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I am never going to understand the whole like used to be are always going to be the planet thing. <laughs> I think Shine has probably tried to explain it at least 20 different times. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> are they the planet? No. Are they the planet? Yes. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> right. And you two are just like, what? Like, that should be the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Sometimes I mean, we can start from the beginning. It won't take long. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I get it, and sometimes I don't. So, Sorol did not know what to make of Azrenal at first, but I think Sorol has never seen Azrenal be cruel to Sable, and so I think that was the thing that was like, okay, I don't 
get Azrael, but like clearly they're at least trustworthy. And then I'm supposed to ask Azrael, how did you know you could trust me? I think I saw how you interacted with Sable and that that indicated to me that you were someone who is responsible and cares about the well-being of others. And that goes a long way because for the longest time, being the demon of the earth, I hyper-focus on the people who mistreat me. Mm-hmm. And I see irresponsibility. And of course, I, I watch Shine and am constantly picking on any issue I find with them. Wounded. <laughs> so, so having someone who is responsible and caring is a nice, refreshing feeling. You're someone I don't have to worry about. If you leave the room, I don't feel like I need to follow you and know that you're not like ruining the, the home that I've created out of my my body in life. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And then next, what makes you feel protective of the child? Sable is the same age as the older of the two children that I was caring for or less. I mean, children are like their own, like weird, unique people, but like the two of you have a lot of similarities in terms of like your personality and interests. And so Cyril really misses them, and so that definitely made them feel more protective of Sable. So for Sable, what made you feel that you could trust me immediately? Hmm. So I think two things. One, something that you did, maybe it was a gesture, maybe it was like a physicality that you had when we first like met, when we were potentially going to bring you in. Something was comforting about that in a way that Sable doesn't get comfort from Shine. You know how kids can tell when someone is like huggable or not huggable, right? Mm -hmm. I think that there was something unspoken that you did unintentionally that Sable went, oh, that's a different, that's a different person, but that's somebody that I could be, you know, near or close to, or I wonder what that's like, what that person is like because of that gesture. Mm-hmm. Like it could be as little as like you picked something up that that shine dropped or like you held the door open or, you know, something mm-hmm. like unintentional, something subtle. And then the second thing is, what do you smell like? What do I smell like? The normal question. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> so fun fact, me, the person, I have almost no sense of smell. So I never think about how oh. people smell. I mean, I have it. It's just bad. Give me some qualities about you. Maybe we can assign yeah, some smells. Yeah, like let's get weird. Um, it will be an online quiz. <laughs> <laughs> which, which our traveling home character are you? Well, but except it tells you what you smell like. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was going to be one of the questions on the quiz. Okay, mm, nope. oh. No, no, no. <laughs> That's the answer. That's what the quiz is for. What would be a comforting thing for Sorol to smell like? Are there any flowers that you grew up around? The flowers from your basket. Oh, yeah. It's got to be something that I already really like the smell of. Baked bread, mm. leather, coals, like mm. whatever you found comforting. Yeah. Gasoline. <laughs> no. Um, what? In the earth. What? <laughs> okay. So what if it's like you were, you were a governess of some kind? What if it's what if it's like there's like a certain kind of mix of like flowers and herbs that like commonly like are packed with clothes to like, you know, make them smell nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. OK, it's it's like lavender and let's get something a little more um, a little more herby in there. So it's lavender and like rosemary. 
maybe sure. or basil basil is nice that's yeah. a nice unisex herb smell basil and lavender sound good yeah. sounds good cool yeah, yeah yeah so the two things are one you did some kind of unintentional subconscious gesture that indicated to Sable at like a primal level, this is someone who can be trusted. And this is someone who is totally different from shine and can teach me new things. Mm -hmm. And also you smelled really good. And that was a good sign. And Sable was like, no, I think, I think they should stay like, you know, this is, this is a good thing. This is a good thing. Awesome. So the last question is why did I take the monster in? I mean, we already said guilt, guilt. Mm -hmm. so much guilt, a lot of guilt. (laughs) All the guilt, just all of it. But I'm supposed to ask Lament what it is about me that makes you want to earn my trust or forgiveness. Ooh. Nobody has ever felt bad for me. Nobody has ever returned to me after the horrible things that I have cast upon them and tried to speak to me. You recognized me as a person as being worth your time, despite my resent that I cast out upon you. And I am grappling with those feelings and they're leaning towards an attachment. (laughs) They're thinking about leaning towards an attachment. Thinking, considering, (laughs) potentially, maybe. Uh, It's crossed their mind. (laughs) Awesome. That's great. All right. So that is relationships. So just looking at our timing, I would say let's just kind of keep the answers short for world building. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we can play the game. (laughs) So we can play the game. I will kind of summarize. There's like some very minimal light setting in the book, but basically there's a very big empire, which the wizard comes from, the empire of Enzel. I mean, the setting is meant to be magic punk. So think like steampunk, but replace steam with magic, but without the racism. And obviously we're going to acknowledge that colonialism is bad and it is what makes the big empire very evil and we don't like them. The home travels around in the wilds, which is kind of on the border of this large empire and a more rural kingdom. And there is basically a war brewing between Enzel and the smaller country of Dorgan because Enzel tried to manifest destiny the wilds and the wilds kicked their ass. Yeah, I love that. So they were like, okay, we're, we're going to go invade them instead. So that's kind of a, a very brief synopsis of the setting that we're playing in. So for the world building questions, first, we're going to start by describing the home. So this was originally the wizard's home, but now it's all of our homes. So here are some questions for us to answer together. Wizard, your home is huge, inspiring, and obviously magical. What does it look like? I kind of think because the home is is Azrenel. I think it kind of looks like a planet, weirdly. <laughs> and I think the thing that separates you from being in the home and not in the home is like whether or not you're in its gravitational pull. You kind of jump from one place to another to like chump and like as you walk around like you're just walking around a planet and each room is like a different continent or whatever. Wild. So I'm like a floating planet. Yeah. Above my actual planet body. Yes. Uh It's Uh weird. It's symbolic. Is there a cottage on the planet or how does that work? Like Yeah, it's like King Kai's planet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I, I, need a bubbles. Mm -hmm. I think weirdly from the outside like there's a door, right? 
and then there is there's also a roof, but that roof is like cloud layers. But I was thinking maybe I scooped up your home, so it's it's a ball of dirt and earth and rocks in the air, but the it also has little bits and pieces of your home scattered throughout it. I just pick up what I need. If I don't want to make a door, I'll grab a door from. So you're like a katamari. Like katamari. Yeah. I'm katamari. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. Yes. yes. I was right there. Yep. <laughs> That's wild. So that makes the next follow-up question all the more amazing. Demon, the wizard's home moves around the wilds to make it harder for those in the outside world to find us. How does it move? It rolls. <laughs> yeah. Collective stuff. Oh, my God. No. Hey, you started this. Oh, man. The larger my black hole gets, the the larger the, the actual home gets, The more gets stuff to. my catamaran can roll so, up. So, like, the less stealthy we are, we're yeah. becoming a larger and larger problem, not just for ourselves, but the world. Do you think I start the roll by, like, forming a large body out of the ground and pushing the home? Oh, yes. That's pretty cool. Because I, I do have, like, a form that I take to present, but uh, for the do most part, I'm like just... Do you Geodude? <laughs> That's my head. I have this big, round rock now. I, I think mostly like a person, and, and when I really, really want to... I grow plants like clothing. Oh. You are such a cool contrast to me because mm-hmm. I'm imagining the wizard has like opal for skin. Mm. Like you've got all this like cool earthiness to the way you look and I'm just like everything shiny and fabulous on earth. That's me. I think I used to have jewels, but as soon as I met you, I was like, I don't need jewels to be beautiful. That's awesome. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, so child, the home's interior shifts at the whim of the wizard and according to the needs of the family. What is the interior like and why does it feel homey? Okay, so it's a planet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're Um, starting at planet. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, Okay, maybe it is like, so we go in through the door like people and then inside it's like a map, like a really big map that's been laid out on the floor and... James, you said something about like there's different continents for different rooms. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking that you walk into the main living space and it's this big map laid out on the ground and above us is just cloud cloud layer. Yeah. And you can go into a room on a continent on the map and no longer be visible to anyone else in like. So it's like going into a room, but the rooms are different land masses on this map. Wild. What if, like, there's a globe in each room or whatnot that you use to go from room to room? So it's a video game overworld situation. Yes! Yeah! yeah. There okay. it is. Yeah. There we fast go. Fast travel. Fast travel. There yeah. we go. Okay. You can't fast travel. There are enemies nearby. <laughs> <laughs> you must gather your party before venturing forth. <laughs> yeah. Because I kind of want it to still act like a house a little bit. So, like, if I go into my room, I can't go directly to your room. I have to go back out to the main room mm-hmm. and then go to your room. So it's not just like a map. Like, it looks like a map, but it doesn't act the way like an overland fast travel situation would, would so, act. So inside the lobby, there's just a diagram of the house and you have to choose the room. Mm-hmm. I like this because this is a great way for the wizard to lose stuff because <laughs> there have to be islands and whatnot that are like They're drawers. Like closets and drawers <laughs> and shelves. Yeah. Yeah. 
And there's no rhyme or reason to it because it's a map. I am certain I left the key to that on an archipelago somewhere. Right, but which one? Amazing. Yeah. I rearranged them on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh. All right. And last detail about the home, just real quick. The wizard didn't originally intend for all of us to share their home. What is something that you find inconvenient? This place is gaudy. The tapestries, the statues, the art, it's awful. All of it. And sometimes they go missing. Uh, Well, I mean, that's a matter of opinion. Also, there's weather. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, you can't go in your room. It is raining in there. (laughs) (laughs) That's very good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the thing that Sorol finds inconvenient is just the strangeness. Sometimes you just want to go lie down in your room and not. But you can't find it. <laughs> Where is it? It depends on my mood. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't want to have to ask which island, like which island in the island chain is your bedroom now. And also, you know, if you're sleeping and there's a windstorm, that's super inconvenient. So, yeah. Beautiful. Fantastic. All right. So the wilds, the wizard's home is in the wilds, the domain of witches, wizards, and demons. It's normally avoided by the outside world. So for the monster, what is the landscape of the wilds like? Is it a desert, mountainous, rolling grassy plains, a dense and magical forest? Mm, It's rolling grassy plains, but with lots of sunflowers. Oh, nice. That's delightful. The outside world? There are powerful forces in the outside world that are hunting the wizard, and even the wizard's magic isn't enough to keep us all safe. So wizard, uh, wizards have to be licensed in order to practice magic in major cities. How does a wizard get a license, and what rules do they have to follow? Well, it's been a little bit, but I remember I had to take an exam. Um, there was a practical and written exam and I had to take it four times. Um, (laughs) and I was eventually issued a license, but I did forget to renew it. And every time it comes up or is a problem like, oh, I should renew that. And it is now like a hundred years expired. Yeah. But also you probably have to do something on behalf of the empire. Like, like the empire requires you to do something and I never do that thing because it's always a gross thing that they ask me to do. And nobody really does that anyway. Awesome. So lastly, we have the wizard's enemy. The wizard has an enemy that requires the wizard for their plans to come to fruition. So starting with the demon, we're going to take turns picking options to create the enemy. Basically, the enemy is another character that the demon is going to play sometimes. Dope. (laughs) Is it a blank slate? There's like a list of options that we're going to pick from. So it's on the same sheet as the world creation questions with the outside world. So they can pick any of yeah, those anything, options. Anything. The titles are amazing. Ooh. Hexa Arch? Uh, I got a lot Hex- of help from Twitter oh, on those. Yeah. Oh my God. Supreme Magus. Grand Potinate. Guildmaster. Pontifex. Like, I want all of these in my name. All of them at once. <laughs> I feel like I have a reasonably good idea of why they want you. I think they want you because of me. Because I I am the Earth. Mm, Yes, and they do want to control the Earth. That makes sense. Yep. What if they were trying to do what you did before you... Like, they've been trying to do what you did, uh, but you got there first by accident? Yeah. Yeah, just kind of by happenstance. Yeah, it would be the most manifest destiny possible. 
Yeah. yeah, they were. They wanted to ho offer the heart of the earth to the queen or king or whatever, and use, use it in their war. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ooh. They could just flip Ooh. the earth their enemy is on and then repopulate it. Can their name be Terra then? Ooh. Because it's a it's a con it's a conceited name. Love it. Absolutely. No offense to any Terras. No offense. Oh no, offense. no I mean it's <laughs> it's earthly, you know. Terra firma. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think their gender needs to be beyond mortal can then. Yes! Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like she uses she, her pronouns, but it's like in a just visiting kind of way. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I mean, I feel like that is a good kind of contrast to the way the wizard uses he, him pronouns. They're messing with that gender for sure. We should write all this down. On the... Oh gosh, yeah. Oh, do, some, do some circling. Yeah, because yeah. you're, you're going to have to be this person. Okay. Hex arch. That's really good. Tara. I think she wears antiquated clothing. It's very primitive. It's very basic. There's something about like the manifest destiny and the planet and all of that that she is trying to evoke. I hate to make this reference, but I, 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 I'm thinking about the sparrow, the high sparrow in Game of Thrones, how he's <laughs> like really like, I wear this burlap sack and no shoes because I'm very holy and I'm just doing the will of the gods, but he's actually like playing the game. There's like no boning. Yeah, or stitching. Look at the way it drapes. It doesn't. You know, like, but it's belted, <laughs> like barely. Though. Yeah, but it's so barely. cinched. You could have cut it. You could have cut it at all. <laughs> like uh, the exact opposite mm -hmm. of what you are doing. <laughs> then we just need eyes. Oh, I don't think I've made a decision for this person. Let's see. I have laughing eyes, so I mean, I'm gonna say hard eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can see her already. Yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Right. Very intimidating burlap sack. So for scary. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So that is our world building complete. Normally, if we were playing a full campaign, there is a series of mini games that you play for Act 1, and then there's an Act 1 climax, and then there's a series of games you play for Act 2, and then you play through the Act 2 climax, and then the ending. Because this is a one-shot, I'm going to suggest a specific list of games. For Act 1, we definitely need to play Budding Romance and A Stupid Argument. Have A Stupid Argument right here. Have Budding Romance right here. And then I would say either Chore Day or Special Family Meal. Oh, God, they both sound wonderful. I want a family meal. Me too. I really want oh, that. All right, let's do yeah, family, family meal. meal. Cool. And then kind of montage our way through the Act 1 climax and the aftermath of that. And then Act 2 would be Visitor from the Past. If we have time for it, if we don't, that's okay. We can just do a Calm Before the Storm and then the ending. Let's start with the, the family meal because I think that'll help everybody get grounded in character and then move to the important ones. Or should we put that in the middle? I'm actually going to say a stupid argument is a good one to start with. Cool. The last thing we need to cover before we jump into playing is, so there is something on everybody's characters. You have a list of marks yeah. on the second okay. page. Marks are kind of in the sense of in a play or a movie, you know, you want to make sure that you hit your mark so that you're not standing in someone else's light and so that everyone kind of gets the best view of your character. Each of these are character moments that you want to aim for hitting. So there's one starred mark per act that you have to hit. 
The rest of them are optional. I will flat out say the more marks you hit during the game, the better the ending will be. Cool. Yeah. But like, they're not meant to be stressful. So please feel free to interpret liberally. If you find yourself asking, well, did I hit that mark or did I not? The answer is yes. It's meant to be more as inspiration for what to do in a scene and also a guide for you know, moments that you should achieve in the fiction, but like, don't get too stressed about it. If you hit a mark during a mini game, at the end of the mini game, we'll each kind of go over and say, well, I hit this mark. And then we'll say uh, a lesson that we learned either from hitting that mark or just being in the scene. And the lessons are meant to be kind of reflections of positive character growth. Because, you know, all of us are to some extent damaged or problematic people. Being with the family is teaching us how to relate to each other better and be better people cool hey heroes it's james your game master and welcome to the mid-roll this wednesday's episode of campaign is your last chance to pick up a discounted mid-roll advertisement for Valentine's Day, we're running only personal advertisements for the nice price of $69. Speaking of Valentine's Day, our $15 plus backers on Patreon should be receiving their special Valentines in the mail very soon. A few of you have even gotten them already. And if you're not at the $15 level, don't worry. We'll have digital Valentines available to backers across many levels on Patreon, as well as a few freebies for everyone to use. So if you want some Campaign Skyjacks themed Valentines, now is a great time to jump in on Patreon. And if the $15 plus level wasn't appealing enough already, we've just started up the One Shot Book Club again. There were a lot of fires I had to take care of in 2020 that pulled me away from managing the book club. But this year, we've hired a brand new book club manager, Tracy Barnett, who edited this very episode. For those that don't know, the One Shot Book Club is a service offered at our $15 plus level on Patreon, where we provide you free RPG PDFs. This month, Tracy has offered up one of their own games. The lyric game, Draw a Bath, is about putting yourself and your partner first. Normally it's $10, but to our $15 plus backers this month, it is completely free. And thanks to Tracy, we'll be lining up a book club entry for every month this year. And thanks to Tracy, we'll be lining up a book club entry for every month this year. So get on over to Patreon now to get in on the rewards. A huge thank you to everyone who already supports this program, because without you, we wouldn't be able to make cool rewards like this, or produce a show that's as much fun to listen to. You can find our Patreon over at patreon.com slash one-shot podcast. And another thanks to everyone who's going to back us in the future. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. All right, so we're going to start with a stupid argument. <laughs> love, love to hear it. The home used to be quite spacious, but there's more of you now, and sometimes the aggravation of feeling closely pecked in means tempers can get a bit heated. What happens, and how do you handle the situation? So this game is for anybody who wants to play. First, we're going to decide who is going to play which roles in the scene. So two characters are going to be the arguers. And I feel like I need to specify that this is specifically a stupid argument. We all have some like legit beef that like we could be having. But like this is not the like big serious beef. This is the if I trip over your fucking shoes one more time, I'm going to shove them down your throat. 
kind of love this right i feel like there's so many people for me to argue with <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah i do feel like you should be one of the arguers there that's that's great i'm just petty so i've got a lot of insignificant things to argue about <laughs> hun what like part of me thinks that it would be fun to watch Azrael argue with <laughs> Because, like, you've got the least reason, I think, to yeah, sure. be upset with, with Lament, so. Let's, let's, let's do this. <laughs> oh, gosh. Fan I gotta really consider. Fantastic. <laughs> At least one character who is not the two of them must be a de-escalator. But everyone who isn't an arguer can be a de-escalator if they like. And I, I should say, feel free to, like, still be in the scene if you're not actively de-escalating if you just want to kind of be throwing popcorn from a distance that's fine too but at least one person does need to be trying to like diffuse the argument i think sable should try to diffuse yeah that child like happy to do that yeah yeah i i I know that shine will insert himself into the argument Mm -hmm. i don't know how effective a de-escalator he'll be i think we're both going to ignore you yeah I think maybe maybe you will ignore me unless I somehow make it worse. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I feel like they can at least hear me when I'm talking to them during this argument, but they're not even hearing you unless Mm-mm. you're making it worse. <laughs> I feel like I may end up like, oh, okay, like, let Sable's trying. Let's let them have a go and see how it goes. But I'm probably going to step in to keep things from going too badly off the rails. Got to be the referee amongst us. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Someone um, has to be. Someone's got to be the grown-up. Great. For starting the scene, arguers, what is the trivial disagreement that starts the argument? Why does it get heated? And uh, why do each of you know that you're correct? I'm considering so many things at which I could be upset at you about, Azrenel. For one, there's always dirt and sand everywhere. And the only dirt that I require around me is the kind that is kind of like mud because it sticks better to my flesh and my clothing. And you're just dry all the time. Between that and you roll the house and it shakes. Everything is shaking and I can just hear the crashing all around us. What what do you actually do here? I think it would be cool to focus it down into something that is indicative. Like a single thing that is indicative of that larger frustration. Okay. As for now, thoughts? Uh, God, there's so many good strings to pull on here. I'm sorry, maybe this is more shallow than you were hoping, but, like, the thing about the mud just makes me think, like, Asmanel, you just need to moisturize. Can you? (laughs) Oh, yes! (laughs) Um, um, Look, mm, I'm sorry, did you just tell me the earth that I need to moisturize? Correct. You are so very dry. (laughs) So very ashy. Could I offer you some water? Wow. You want to offer the earth water? You are severely lacking. I mean, go for it. I'm not going to stop you, but I'm just going to absorb it. And then I'll just... I'm the earth. I I can put that water anywhere I want to. I'm going to put it anywhere I want to. I'm going to throw it right out of this orb. I'm going to throw it right out. Why? Give me all your... I could... No. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to be as dusty and nasty as I want. Because I'm the earth. Okay, um, I, I have a question. There's a sandstorm going on in the basement, and I'm just wondering if that was intentional or uh, if something is happening up here to cause that. Don't worry about it. Can you not see how dry they are? They are dry sometimes, but we do have rainy seasons. That's 
A when? thing. I, I mean, whenever they feel like it. When I'm not annoyed. What's up? What's up? So this isn't working. I'm sorry, Azranel. Are you being dry intentionally? Uh, if by at, at dry that, you mean petty, yes. At, oh. at, at that into the room, like there, there is a swirl of like sparkling sands that like enters the room. That the air is opalescent, and, and we see the wizard shine enter. He is right now like half naked. He's got a towel on. His skin is like opalescent. On his face, he's got a dusting of garnet freckles. His lips are rubies. His eyes are sapphires. He's like sweeping into the room. He is also currently wearing a bath cap. Sorry, did you just ride one of my dust devils into the room? uh, First of all, they're a shared dust devil. And yes, secondly, I spent one hour preparing for my daily ablutions and I turned on the waterfall and there was no goosh. There was no Mm -hmm. gush. It's broken. As for now, not my problem. You are technically a landlord. You are technically a landlord. You know what? You're not part of this. Look, I will be... A waterfall when I want to be a waterfall. Uh, and if I don't want to be water, then I'm not going to be water. Uh, this is unacceptable. Okay, but Lament, um, is there any chance that maybe uh, y- y- the dry spell that's happening, uh, so to speak, is, is, is maybe something that might be healthy for you to try now and then? No. <coughs> if I'm not vaguely moist, how will I rot? Okay, v- vaguely moist. Um... We could, uh... No, it's a necessity no, look, for my existence Lament right now. must roll in the mud like an elephant. Thank you. Okay, but Lament... Wow, we agree on something. Let's what? think through this a little bit from a different perspective. If you want to rot, basically, you want to be dirt, so you're the same. Wait, how did you get in here? What? I thought I locked the door. I, I mean, I get, again, we sh- it's a shared situation. Azrenel makes the, the earth under your feet shift and you get shoved out the door and the door slams. <laughs> I think that was, that was really well done. a solution. Not necessarily the right one, but a solution. Azrenel, certainly. thank you. Um, so I, I guess I'm unclear why a little bit of moderation on either front is, is bad for either of you. I know you like making waterfalls, Azrael, and I know that you like, um, you know, providing for the land and making sure that the plants are, are, are uh, uh, hydrated. Um, I, I mean, maybe if it's too dry right now for Lament, we could reserve some specific space that is consistently moist. You know, at the end of the day, I think what I don't like is just, you know, uh, being told what to do. I, I kind of feel like that's it, yeah. Um, what else am I here for if not to tell you what to do? You know, I really don't know. Uh, as far as this goes, uh, I didn't invite you, so... So, okay. S- Sorol? Sorol? <laughs> yeah, Sorol, like, Sorol? has just been standing there, like, I don't, I'm not sure what equivalent of a corner, but, like, kind of came in at the same time as Shine, and, like, for a second, thought that Shine was maybe gonna... And and then no was like <laughs> I, 
No. Shine's theory on this was this isn't the worst argument they could be having, so let's at least keep that going. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, Sorrel kind of... <sighs> okay. Okay. So, Lament. Yes. You do understand that there is a difference between asking someone to do something and telling someone to be something. No. Those are two different things. No. Sable starts taking notes. No, those are, those are two different things. So... I understand that you are feeling too dry, Mm -hmm. right? Look, I'm crumbling. Right. Yes. Okay. So not wanting to crumble, that is, that is something that is causing problems for you. Very sad. But then you, but then you telling. Demanding. Asrenel. No, no. You telling Asrenel that they have to be a thing is a problem. Okay. Asrenel. Can you can you understand Lament's point of view that they don't like crumbling because they are so dry? I mean, I guess. Okay, so crumbling can be fun, from my point of view. Not everyone is into it. Speaking as someone who you know kind of dematerializes in bright sunlight, not a thing everyone enjoys, right? So maybe I think I think Sable's suggestion was was a really good one. Can we can we set aside an area of the home to be more moist than the rest of the home for when Lament is feeling too dry? I mean, I guess. I still don't see how that wasn't a demand. See, but... <laughs> I think Sorolla gives Lament a, like, you are not helping right now kind of look. They don't understand. <laughs> I think Azrenel is just like, you know what? I'm going to give you exactly what you want right now. Azrenel opens up a hole above and just a waterfall dumps directly onto Lament, but it's not like a nice light waterfall. <laughs> it's a heavy, gushing, washing away bits of your clothing. Tor- <laughs> just a torrential downpour. I feel like you just see me go down and then just like pieces of my clothing are floating throughout the water that remains on the ground. That, um... Is that good? Is, uh... I mean, I'm, I am going to need your help cleaning that up. It, it'll soak up eventually. Okay. Lament, what would you say is your preferred level of moistness compared to this situation right now? Yeah, on a scale of like 1 to 10, with 10 being optimal for you, how, how is that? They're going to take a moment, roll over from their stomach to their back, try to arrange their long, lanky limbs, try to cover up what parts of them might have washed away. Because, like, their their flesh is just it's disintegrating. Um, they prefer when it turns to mud rather than just dust. It moisturizes along the way out, you know? It's, it's a really uh, essential part of your body degrading upon you. However, <laughs> this, this downpour, I don't know how uh, an individual with not much facial features and milky white eyes can look incredibly disappointed, frustrated, unimpressed, and a little hurt, but Lament pulls it off. This was too much water. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I will make a note of that. Azrenel, yeah. can you dial it back? Mm. I was trying to be on your side here. Do you not, do you not see? <sighs> yeah, I was just annoyed. But I feel a lot better now. Do you feel like destroying parts of people's bodies is a productive way to deal with your annoyance, Azrenel? They look dirty. As Renell. <laughs> no, but 
not not the bodies. I wasn't trying to destroy the whole body. I just wanted to prove a point. But you did. Yeah, I did, and now I feel better. No, no, and, you did. The water shut up. No, not no. the point. The body. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, okay. So yep. look, I understand feelings are high. How about this? Lament. Is there part of the house, say your room, that you would like to be moist in a way that is comfortable yes. for you? Great. Okay. Fantastic. Azrael, are you able to accommodate that? Yeah, I can make a big stink bowl for them. Great. Okay. In return, lament. Can you please refrain from making comments about Azrael's body? They'll sit up and turn over towards Azrael. Yes. Great. Okay. I think this is a good point for Shine to come back in the room and Shine falls from the same place that the waterfall was. So I think like it, it, it's gotten to a point where Lament has like pu pulled themselves out of like this muddy puddle or whatever and just through that hole in the ceiling. Uh, it like splash and like there's mud everywhere now. Yeah, I think Sorel and Sable both get like mud splatter. Oh, yeah. What happened to the clear lake? I couldn't take a waterfall, so I was going to take a lake. Oh, I moved it uh, to... To, to here? To here, yeah. Uh, I'll put it back. Once it all, like, soaks in, I'll just put it right back. Okay. Are we still fighting? No. Did I miss a fight? Uh, you no. missed a fight. No, no, no. It was a calm discussion moderated by Sorel. No, it was a fight. But, but, uh, that tried it, to wash them away. That it, was a fight. Okay, yes, if we're blasting, I, I'm noticing pieces of a body that have been blasted off. And if we're blasting bodies, we are this not, has been resolved. Don't we worry. Are not, that that we cannot are not, be no, we are discourse. Not, we are not this is not praxis. No. A hole opens up under Shine and he drops. No! I seal back up. <laughs> and that feels like scene. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> it sure does. Oh, that was great. This is hilarious. Was any damage done to the home that needs to be repaired? The lake is gone. <laughs> well, I mean, yes or no, I'll put it all back when they feel like it. It does need to be repaired. The water needs to be reabsorbed, right? Yeah, but I can control the absorption, so I'll put it back when I feel like it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> how, how, what, what materially, what does the answer to that question mean? The way that we have answered the questions around the home makes this a bit weird, but the intent is that we fix the damage to the home together. I'm not sure what that looks like in this particular situation. Maybe it's just as simple as drawing up a plan for, okay, this part of the house is going to be this level of moist and specifically like defining what that means for Lament's comfort. I like that. Yeah, I like it. I think we, we stand around the map and point out the areas that will be defined a certain way. That's and, cool, yeah. Uh, as Rennell just kind of like morphs in and out of being present and then going to the room, doing what needs to be done and then coming back and being present and then moving throughout the house. Nice. I like that. Arguers, how are you more considerate of each other's feelings in the future? I've never called you dry ever again. And I haven't doused you in a horrible waterfall again. <laughs> very, very considerate of each other's feelings, <laughs> most, I must say. Most. Yeah, they've really changed. They are really pushing themselves on those fronts and I appreciate that. <laughs> Fantastic. Great. So, Marks, did anyone hit any marks in that scene? I want to say that I think I, I hit complaining about household labor because at some point I did say that someone was going to have to help me clean it up. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hit like two of my marks. 
You went hard. I went hard. What did you hit? I hit uh, complain about being taken advantage of, mm. which yeah. was my my star, mm -hmm. and then grudgingly using your power to make the family happy. Fantastic, Sable. What did you What did you learn in that scene? I learned that there is a difference between asking someone to do something and telling someone to be something, and that demanding is not telling. Those are different things. Yeah. What about Azrael? Uh, you hit two marks. So if you can come up with two things otherwise i think i learned that despite my ability to throw shine around like a rag doll and not be actually being able to hurt him i i can actually physically hurt other people and that had not been previously evident to me that's a good one. Oh. I like that. That's a good thing for the Earth to know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the literal planet. Well, you know, I think the Earth has intentionally hurt people, but I don't think that they knew how to unintentionally, that like, like to do something to be cheeky, but not actually like really hurt someone. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I definitely kept everyone from panicking in a crisis. Yeah, and I think I learned that, like, this is a situation where there were genuine needs at the heart of the conflict. So it wasn't just people being jerks for the sake of being jerks. So I think what Sorrel learned is that, like, even when there's a situation that outwardly seems very stupid and frustrating, it's worth kind of, like, sifting through that to see, like, okay, but, like, what are the, like, needs that are prompting this situation before, like, making any judgments about it, so... Mm. My star mark was be rude to somebody expressing concern. Was I rude to Sable or Sorel? Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I mean, let's categorize that as rude. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll mark that off. Then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, then heck, I learned that the way that you phrase things can hurt people and got to learn a larger vocabulary to figure out how to avoid that. Uh, well, I think maybe even more critically, you might have learned that hurting people isn't get you what you want or need out of a situation. That's actually a wonderful examination because that's always how I've gone about my yeah. life. <laughs> Ugh. This, this might be the first thing that you achieved by not hurting someone. This is a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> it literally tore you apart. Mm-hmm. There are still parts of me flying around. Just hard for you to swallow right now because of where everything leads to. Correct. Over the next week or so, little bits of you will kind of wash up in your room that I find throughout the, Good. the bubble. That's like, actually very sweet. <laughs> I think anytime Sable finds a bit, there's like a, you know, like a, like a trash grabby, like the long arm with the little, mm -hmm. Sable like goes and gets the trash yeah. grabby and then brings it to Azrael to give back indirectly. I love the team effort. Oh my God. That's fantastic. <laughs> Great. So I think it would absolutely make sense to follow this up with special family meal. Yes. <laughs> you know, like this like tense situation and we're like, okay, like let's, let's try to all do a thing together as a family to maybe work through some of this stuff. This episode of One Shot uses music by Scott Buckley, provided under a Creative Commons International 4.0 license. Tracks used are This Too Shall Pass, Inbound, Machina, Air, 
and filaments. This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online, anywhere, at The Other Tracy. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with more Our Traveling Home. In the meantime, be sure to listen to some of the other great gaming shows here on the One Shot Network. As always, we end One Shot with a call to action, and this week I want you to call your representatives. It can be about any issue that's important to you, but if you're not communicating it to your representatives, then you're not pushing it forward. It's okay to feel a little better about the world, but things are still on fire. And we still need people like you and me to act even when things don't seem like they're totally falling apart all the time. Being spiteful, I think I'm going to call my representatives and tell them that if impeachment is not for the things that Donald Trump did, then impeachment is for nothing. You don't have to call about that. But there are a plethora of issues that need your active and vocal support. Now, when I make my calls, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. There, you can find issue summaries for issues like the one I spoke about, as well as contact information for your representatives and a script to read while you're on the phone to help you get your message across. Calling is quick, and it can make a huge difference on an issue important to you. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.